Hi. Hi. Welcome back. Yeah. This is Trisha. And I am Evangelist Lorraine, and we're just kicking it with Jesus. Amen. This is the last episode. Can you imagine oh. season four? This is the last episode. Episode eight. And I want to, I just want to say before I forget at the end, this is our last episode of season four. Mm. We're going to take um, a short break. And we should be back around October 17th will be our next season five. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. A lot oh. of things happening in this season, in this hour. Yeah. And not even just our lives, but the lives of a lot of right. godly people. You know, God is opening doors. It's incredible to see what God is doing right now in the earth. It really is. And I mean, I talk about TikTok a lot on here, but I do, if you just go on TikTok and you just, you just watch, I just see, my TikTok is flooded with Christians. Mm. And I just see one after the other, after the other Mm. of people preaching, people not preaching, but talking about God on lives, on reading the word on their, on their TikTok and stuff. And I came across this one kid I don't remember his name, but he had just started and it says an atheist reading the Bible. And he said that he's been an atheist his entire life and that he's choosing to believe that God is who the God of the Bible is. And he's going to, and he started in Matthew and he was only, I think only on chapter eight when I saw his post. So he had just recently started, started reading and start. So he had an encounter with God somehow. And now all of a sudden he's like, nope, this is, this is truth. And this is what I want to read and what I want to do. And it's just crazy because you keep seeing that everywhere. Everywhere. And the crazy thing is, I'm, I'm, I'm going to just throw this out there because I didn't, I didn't talk to you today. Mm-mm. But I threw up a, I made a, a, on my YouTube channel, I put up a video. And it really wasn't, I wasn't going to put it up on YouTube. I wasn't going to put it up at all. It, I made the, the video for my benefit so I wouldn't forget what God was telling me as I was vacuuming yesterday. And so it turns out to be a 17-minute video. And I throw it up on Facebook. And I throw it up on my YouTube account. And I couldn't believe the messages that I got. And all right, well, praise God, you know. But I am going to tell you that my nephew, I call him my nephew because me and my cousins were close. You know, we were growing up anyway. My nephew called me from South Carolina. And he said, Auntie, I feel like I need to ask you this. He said, because I know that you'll tell me the truth. I said, what's up? And I was just so happy to hear from him. Mm. He said, your faith. He said, Auntie, how do I I find this God? That's so good. And I said to him, it's funny, I just put up a video. He said, the 17-minute one? And I said, yeah. He said, I watched it, and that's the reason why I'm calling you. I said, do what Auntie said. If you're looking for truth, Trisha, anybody looking for truth, use your words. Right. Go into a quiet place. The shower, let the water hit you. And say, Jesus, if you're real, I need for you to show me. Beyond a shadow of a doubt, don't let me question it. I know it's you. He loves to do that. Loves to do that. He loves to show himself real. Right. So I said that to him yesterday. I said, get to in a quiet place. No distractions. No radio. No TV. No children. No wife. You know. And he texted me this morning and he said, thank you, auntie. 
I know what that's like. And so many people live in no hope. Right. What's truth? Isn't that what Pontius Pilate said? Right. What's truth? Truth was standing right in front of you. So, I'm just, it's, it's an hour where I feel like there's so many people, Trisha, looking, you know, looking and wanting, and God's going to show them. Well, it doesn't lead into what I was going to say. But <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. Let's but do it. I just, so, all right, this just... Just listen to me. Just mm-hmm. roll with me, okay? Absolutely. I have always looked... So there's God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit, right? I've always looked at God the Father, and I've read through the Bible, and even like when I read from cover to cover in chronological order, I always looked at the Bible in the Old Testament like, wow, God is like a mean God. Like, he's ruthless. <laughs> he ain't playing, and he's like the strict dad. Always felt that way, never felt any other way, never had the love, just like a, just more of like a scared, like, ooh, I don't want to, I don't want to mess with that guy. I don't want to mess with him because he's scary. Right. And where I look at Jesus, where he was just more kind and compassionate and loving and caring, but I've never had that relationship with God, God the Father, right? So, I'm sorry. And how do you view Holy Spirit? I don't know yet. Okay. I'm just realizing that I can have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Mm. Just in the past six months. Yeah. Because I've always had this relationship with Jesus in these in this three years, right? I've always talked to Jesus and always kind of was like, all right, I'm going to put the Holy... Like, not really pay attention to the Holy Spirit, but not... I guess just not being educated on it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Not understanding that... What I'm feeling inside is the Holy Spirit. Right. Not Jesus. Which it is Jesus, but it's the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm I... saying? Because <laughs> we can go with that right there. <laughs> but yeah. So, I'm reading today. Mm. I actually read chapter 3 of Genesis last night. And then I read 4, 5, and 6 today. And it just blows my mind it just god showed me a different side of himself today and that's what i want to talk about because all right so we know the beginning of genesis and maybe some of our listeners don't know so recap genesis god made the heavens and the earth and all all the living things and all of that then he made adam and eve right adam and eve we talked about this the other day. E, Adam was told by God to not, to, he can eat any fruit of any tree just besides the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So then we go into chapter three and we're introduced to the serpent. And then we are introduced that the serpent tell, asks the woman, did he really say that you can't eat from any tree? And she's like, no, we just can't eat or touch the fruit, right? But that's not what God said to Adam. However, this is what made me mad, is that it says that Adam was with her when the serpent came and asked her. She gave it to him because he was with her. So one, he didn't, he didn't like stick up for her, right? He didn't protect her like God told him to whatever so then we go on god now is asking where are you and they're afraid because now their eyes are open to the knowledge of good and evil and obviously god didn't have to ask where are you he knew where you were right right he asks questions i feel like he asks questions to see if you're going to be truthful Mm. So that's the first time I felt that is he asks to see if they're going to be truthful. Where are you? What are you doing? Right. And then what did they instantly do? Adam instantly was like, well, it's her fault. And then she said, well, it's his fault. The serpent's fault. And God was like, all right, well, now I'm going to curse Satan first. 
and then I'm gonna curse the woman and I'm gonna curse the man. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm going to make clothes for you and put clothes I'm gonna clothe you and then I'm gonna tell you to get going because if you eat from the tree of life, you will forever be separated from me. That's the way I took it. You're gonna forever be separated from me. So that's the first where I was like, wow. He had so much compassion towards the people that already disobeyed him. They already didn't get it right. They already already chose Satan over God, but he still clothed them and let him let them leave because he knew that they're never gonna get it right. So he already knew, he already planned was already to send Jesus, right? Now go into Cain and Abel. Adam and Eve have Cain, then they have Abel. In the Bible it says that Cain was, how does it say, uh, he cultivated the land and Abel was a shepherd of, a flo of the flocks, right? Cain came with some of the land's produce for God as an offering, some of the land. Abel presented an offering some of the firstborn of the flock, mm -hmm. okay? And their fat portions. I don't even know what that means, but that's what it says. God said that he does not regard Cain's offering, but he did for Abel's. This is where it is crazy because obviously God spoke to them. But I don't think, and I, I don't know, I could be wrong in this. I don't think that they've ever seen God. They just heard God, right? Because they never walked with God. They didn't like, like, like Adam and Eve saw God. Then they were kicked out. And now they're kicked out of the thing. And they're just hearing from God. Right? God's speaking to them and they, they can hear it. But I don't know if, like, I wrote that. Like, I don't really know if they, they've knew who God was, like, picture, like they saw him. But anyway, regardless if they did or they didn't, there was something inside of Abel to think, wow, this God of the universe deserves my first, my firstborn, my firstborn of my flock. That's what he deserves. And then there was Cain, who was selfish and was like, well, I'm just going to give you enough. I'll give you whatever I have left. Right? And isn't that like us? <laughs> but that's... <clears throat> that has always been from the beginning of time until our lives now. Right. And I... I you know, I, I don't want to pock here, but Jesus asks you for your first fruits. Right. Your paycheck comes in he asked you to give him 10%, then the rest you keep. Right. And it was the same thing with Cain and Abel. It was the same thing with Adam and Eve. Give me your, your best, your first. And that's what the difference between Cain and Abel was. Abel did. But Abel did, did without ever knowing that he should. Because this is before. No, they both knew. But... This is, I'm saying that this is before God told Moses, like made the commandments, not the commandments, made up saying like, you give me whatever, your first, you know what I mean? So you don't think that the Lord told them to give them their, his, the first fruits? I don't know. I don't, I don't know because it doesn't say that in here, right. in the beginning. It doesn't say it in the story. Right. So you just have to assume either... God told them or, or they just had that in them or Abel just had it in him to want to serve and love God because we don't really know much about Abel because if we keep going now Cain's mad right because he's like bro why what's wrong with my stuff and God's like if you do right won't you be accepted but if you do if you do not do right sin is crouching at the door its desire is for you but you must master it but see that's the point this, god said to him if you do right if you do what you're supposed to do he knew he was supposed to give god his very best 
And he didn't give God his, his very best. He gave him leftover. So this, this right here. Come on. Is exactly where I was like, wow. This is the picture I saw as I was reading this. This gentle, loving father bending down to, a, to his son. His toddler, his kid, right? Saying, I want to help you. I want to teach you. I want you to grow. I want to be with you. This is how you do it. But you still have your own choice. But you must master it. You must master it. You must decide and choose which way you're going to go. Mm. But I'm here and I love you and I'm trying to teach you the very best that I can for you to make better choices. Mm. But I can't make you make better choices because you must master it. Yes. Right? Yes. I just like, like, okay, God, you are gentle. You are so gentle because then it goes on a little bit more. Cain's like, hey, come on, Abel. Let's go, to the, let's go to the field. And then he kills him, buries him, and then he lies about it. Like, God, oh, that's the second time. God didn't have to ask you the question. He just wanted to see if you were going to lie. And he said, where is your brother Abel? I don't know. I don't know, he replied. Am I my brother's guardian? And God already knew where he was. He wanted to see if he was going to lie because... Sin is crouching, you must master it. And it's like a father, I don't like to say testing, because I don't want to make it sound like God's testing you. But he does. But he do is. Yeah. He, he is testing to Come see on. how you're going to react. He's right. giving you an option. He's giving you something Choices. on your plate yes. to say, here's, here's, here's this issue. There's two choices and there's two roads. Which one are you going to do? Because that's how we should parent our children, right? I think about my kids. I can't make them be any specific way, you know? I can right. only model what they should do. I can't force them. And he lied, obviously. And then he, God says, I hear your brother, your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. And then he cursed him. But then... Cain was like, whoa, 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 you're going to curse me? And now I'm going to go out of this land? To me, it sounds like Cain was scared. And God saw that and was like, yeah, I'm still going to curse you because there is a consequence to your action. But I'm going to put a mark on you so that if anybody were to kill you, their vengeance would be seven times worse. So not only did he cast them out, but he still protected them, just like Adam and Eve. He still protected them. He still gave them what they needed to be okay. Amen. You know what I mean? Amen. And like, I just, it just makes me like, wow, reading this now is just, I look at God at a whole different level. He isn't this authoritative parent. Do it my way or go to hell. You know what I mean? Because right. that's how I looked at God until today. I think a lot of people just look at God that way. You know, for me, before I got saved, just talking about God the Father, how could you send your son hmm. to suffer? Right. For me, like, I don't even want him. Right. Like, but no, right. I mean, that's what I said. Right. Like, I don't even want him, so... What kind of love is that? Keep it kind of thing, you know? Until he showed me his picture and this beautiful symphony that all three of them, God the Father, Jesus Christ the Son, and the precious Holy Spirit, all three of them work simultaneously mm -hmm. in the lives of, of God's people. Right. Even even sinners like that just want nothing to do with, he still is showing you like. So yeah, I mean, I think all people have that same, or a lot of people 
have that same mentality, right? Right. See, I just was always, like, afraid of God. Really? Yeah, like, I never had, like, I just was like, oh, he's, he's a scary man. Like, that's just what I always felt from him. And I never felt anything different, and I sent forever until today. Yeah. Where I just seen him in a different picture. You know what I mean? Like, I saw him as kind and compassionate and loving. Mm. Like, yes, he is giving somebody a consequence to what they did, but he's just this gentle father that's trying to steer his children in the right mm. direction. Because Adam, Eve, let's not get it twisted, <laughs> decided to sin. And we talked about this earlier. It still blows my mind that God literally said the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. What in your mind would that mean? That you would figure out what, the, you would have the knowledge of good and evil. And then Satan comes along and says the same thing, just in a different way. Oh, you'll know the knowledge of good and evil. So just because God didn't put that you'll know part in it, you believed him? Because mm. God said the same thing. Don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Right, right. But Satan said, oh, but you'll know good and evil. And she was like, oh, okay. I want But when that. you say it like that. I want that. Yeah. And how easy and how fickle of a people we are. Absolutely. And then on top of it, Cain... And Abel, we don't have to be taught. So this is this is the thing. We don't have to be taught how to be bad. That's how we know there's sin in this world. There is somebody that is on the dark side right. that is working in this world because <clears throat> that was like that was just in him. Even like I don't know if I'm gonna say this name right, but Lamech, Lamech, Lamech. He was a hateful person too. <laughs> just like his just like his what was that, his granddaddy daddy daddy? Because that's what was like I forget how many of them, but Enoch, so Cain had Enoch, and then Enoch had I don't know these guys' names, Irad. <laughs> and then I the that guy so there was like a couple generations, and then it was Lamech. And that was in him, Lamach, whatever. And it says, Lamach said to his wives, first of all, God never intended for it to be multiple wives. It's just like, we just decided that we're going to do that. That's it. God never said, he never condemned them. But he didn't say, go and have multiple wives. Anyway, I digress. Hit, hit the two wives, he says, For I killed a man for wounding me, and a boy for striking me. If Cain is to be avenged seven times over, then for Lamach, it will be 77 times. Mm -hmm. He had that hateful, mean, all about myself, like Cain did. I think because it's just built in us. Right. We're, we're wicked people, and without the grace of God, we're wicked. We're Which... Mean. It wasn't until Eve <clears throat> ate that fruit yep. and made that choice, which is why God said, I can't keep you here. Because if you go and you reach for the fruit of the tree of life, which, mind you, he never said that they couldn't eat. <laughs> he never said that. I said that to you yesterday. He never said that. So yeah. they could have been, you know, we could have not been doing this right now. <laughs> but... God said, I don't want you not to be able to have a way to be next to me for eternity. So I'm going to send you out. And he already knew that he was going to send Jesus. You know? I do. I do. It's sad to me that we have such... It's sad but beautiful at the same time. It's sad that we have where automatically built Mama and daddies don't have to teach it to you. Right. We're automatically built with no. We're automatically built with I hate you. Oh, We're yeah. automatically built with selfishness. Trust We're me. automatically built with all that. I have a toddler. 
And I'm gonna tell you right now, I didn't teach her any of those things. Yeah. And that chick. And that's what I'm saying. Cannot be nice sometimes. And then you, you flip it. Jesus comes into your heart, and you go, "I want that." Mm. And gentle Holy Spirit goes, "Just give it to so and so." Okay. I can't stand her. She just works up on my last nerve. Why does everything always have to be? Just love her where she is. Mm. Help me to do that. Right. And I think that's the biggest point. Because just like Cain, Trisha, sin is forever crouching at the door. So people can go and people and people that don't have Jesus are notorious for going like this to Christians. Mm. I thought you were Christian. Right? Because being Christian is a different kind of human. Like we, we have like this, this badge of honor or something. It doesn't work like that. When sin comes crouching at our door, sometimes we can master it, but a whole lot of times we cannot. I haven't mastered anything yet. And that's the truth. It's because, you know what it is? is it, I think, and this is my opinion, that when God said you have to master it, but you have to master it, I think mastering it is calling on Jesus. That's mastering it. Being like, I can't do, it's not saying, he's not saying master it to do it on your own. He's saying master and call on me because you can't do it on your and own. And that's the truth, Trisha. And that's where I think a lot of times where, and I know, and I'm only speaking for myself because I know there's a lot of times where I'm like, I can do that on my own. Come on. I can do that on my own. Don't worry. And then a couple months later, I was like, actually, actually, I can't. I, th I think though, for women like you that have been very independent your entire life, mm. Jesus is trying to teach us something. Right. But without Christ, you can't. No. Without Christ, you can't. Because, and I just, I said this in my sermon Sunday. It wasn't until, I think it was like last year. I'm trying to go to sleep. And this, this spirit comes on me and I hear the Holy Spirit say, this is how I want you to defeat this. And this is exactly how Jesus, the Holy Spirit said it to me. I called out the spirit that was bothering me in my brain. And so let's say hypothetically, I'm not going to tell you what it was, but yeah. The demon of fear, mm -hmm. okay? Because that's real. You foul demon of fear. The Lord rebuke you. Get out of my temple and get out of my house. Mm. And I know that it sounds stupid and I know that it sounds like almost babyish. Right. But the Lord rebuke you. Not me. I mean, but didn't God say to be like the children? That's it. That's it. And so, Trisha, the only reason why demons have to submit to us is because Jesus lives in us. Take Jesus out, you're their puppet. Mm, right. And that's the truth. And so I, you know, I say all that to say, you know, trying to master sin when it's crouching at your door, no matter what your sin is, right. lust, addictions of all sorts, whatever your, that thing at the door is, is enticing you with, mm. you better let Jesus do it. Right. Because if you don't, they're going to eat you up. 
it spits you out. Yeah, that's right. And so, yeah. I just, I can't wait to continue to go through the Bible. Like, I don't know why all of a sudden I just got this, like, urge to want to keep reading and uncovering more of who God is and finding <clears throat> Jesus in the scripture of the Old Testament. But it has just given me a new perspective of God in this. And it's like, it's so beautiful because he's not, he's not a scary man. You know what I mean? And I just hope that anybody that's listening, if they feel that, he's not. Just go in and read the scripture. Get a Bible that you can understand. And just before you start reading, ask the Holy Spirit to open your eyes and your ears Amen. to what you're reading, to understand. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that's what I've been doing lately too, is just like, what am I, what, tell me what I'm reading and how do I understand this? Because sometimes I can read and not understand anything. You know, just reading it to read it, reading it as a story, which right. it is. But like, I want to know the story. I want to know the characters. I want to know, if, like my pastor said this past weekend, if you're going through something, go, if you're like, you need courage, go to this book and read this character. And he was, he named off a bunch of stuff. And it's like, I want to know that. If I need courage, I want to go to whoever in the Bible and that character and how they had courage. I mean, David. Right? He had courage. Nobody wanted to stand up to Goliath. Can I tell you something that I read just this morning? I, that's so weird that you just said that. Do you know why they didn't have courage? No. I just know that not one of them did. Not one of them did. Because for 40 days, they entertained the demon of fear. For 40 days and wow. 40 nights, they listened to, to the puke of Goliath. Wow. For 40 days and 40 nights. And it sent fear throughout the camp. And the, I mean, it wasn't the king. Even the king was afraid. <clears throat> because they were all under this. And David, what a what? He must have just been out in the field because he was no, a shepherd. No, David was with his dad. Right. He was not there at the camp. Right. And then his dad said, all right, listen, take this food to your brothers. Right. And so he did. So he just walked in. And as he walked in, David heard Goliath speak the same thing that he's been speaking for 40 days. Day 41, David hears it. And David's looking at everybody like, what is the matter with you people? Right. Do I feel in my heart that God gave David a, a spirit of courage? Yes. You know why? God always, Trisha, always takes the little ones. God always takes the insignificant. And, make, and raises them up to be powerhouses for his name. Every time. But also, he's been, he was preparing David. Come on. Because a bear, a bear, a lion. lion. Come on. Like, so even if you think that you, what you're doing is insignificant to everybody else around you, God's preparing you. Mm -hmm. God's preparing you for something. You don't know what it is yet, but just keep striving for what God wants you to do. And that's the truth. I said that yesterday too. You know, to see all the people in the, in the Bible just get me out. You've got Ruth. She wasn't a Hebrew. You got Rahab. She's a hooker. Mm. You got Tamar. She slept with her father-in-law. You got all these people, insignificant people, dirty people, people that we would throw away. Mm -hmm. You're a prostitute. What, what are you going to do in the kingdom of God? That's true. You slept with your father-in-law. Right. Hello. Ew. 
And out of that, out of the prostitute, out of the sleeping with your father-in-law, comes the Messiah, the King of Kings, and the Lord of Lords, the one that created. What? Right. Insignificant, tiny people that... Right. You know? I mean, even just like, because now, you know, I don't know why, but I guess I'm just reading. I'm writing. I'm writing because that's how I remember. I'm writing what I read because that's how I remember things. And then as I, you know, the first day I did, I read first uh, Genesis 1 and 2. I just heard God say, read it. Tell people what you tell people what you read on TikTok. So I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm doing this now. So I'm on chapter 7. I will be on chapter 7 tomorrow. But the insignificant, even just like Noah... Come on. Because, I mean, Noah, he walked with God, right? He was a good man, and God literally was like, hey, this is what I'm doing to these people because they're disgusting. And I'm, and I, 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 did, I did write this. God decided to wipe everybody out. But I don't believe this was a surprise to him because he said that he, he uh, God saw how wicked humans were and how every scheme his mind thought of was evil all the time. So he regretted making men, right? He regretted making people and he grieved in his heart, mm -hmm. right? But I don't think I want anyone to get it twisted. That didn't surprise God because I believe that he knew that was going to happen. He just really was grieved in his heart because he didn't want it to be like that. He didn't want them to choose to be selfish and choose darkness, but they were so wicked and he had to do what he had to do. You know what I mean? Because then I feel like some people like that don't believe in God be like, well, that must have been a surprise. No, nothing's a surprise to God. He knows the beginning, he knows the end. I just think that he loved the people that he created so much that just think about your child, your own child, making choices that you know is gonna hurt them and you don't want them to do that. There's nothing you can do about it besides have a grieved heart. And that's how I see God as, like this parent that loves you so much and could force you to, but he gave you a free will. He like gave you, you a said, free will. Like you said a little while ago with Cain, in your, in your heart, you see God now bending down, talking to him like a dad. Right. Daddy's trying to tell you something. And I think it's just time and time and time. See, I want to cry. Because time and time and time again, that's what he does. Right. For and well, I mean, all we, of us. For all of us, and we always just keep messing it up where that's where Jesus had to come in. Because Noah, he was a righteous man. He walked with God. God told him his plan. He told him what I want you to do. I want you to build this ark. And he gave him all the, you know, the dimensions of the ark and how you're going to do it and what you're going to bring. And there's going to be two of every animal and blah, blah, blah. Mm. And you're going to bring your wife and your kids and their, their wives. And he obeyed everything that God said. You don't think that Noah doubted a little bit? Of course he did. You don't think that he was like, all right, enough's enough here. Because when he got off that ark, what did he go and do? He got drunk, man. He got real drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> I gotta forget all those screams, man. You know? Like, we just, and I'm not saying, I'm not, I don't say that to say, like, you shouldn't go out and get drunk or you shouldn't drink. Like, that's on you and God. But it just shows that we are selfish people. Yeah. Because now here's a guy that heard from God. He built an ark, and now it hadn't rained in that area for, like, for never. <laughs> and these people are like, what are you, an idiot? It doesn't rain here. What's that? What is that? Rain from the sky? No. And he was like, yeah, that's what I'm doing. And they didn't start believing him until the rain came. And you would think in his mind, Noah's mind, like, wow, this God of the universe really did what he said he was going to do. We really were stuck on a boat for 40 days. And it took forever for it to go down for me to get out. But the first thing you do is go and get drunk to forget about it all. 
Yeah, but don't we do that as yes. human beings? That's what I mean. Jesus had to come because we can't get it right. But how beautiful. Now you have God, the Father, who loved us so much that he sent his only begotten son to die a brutal death. But not only just God, the Father, Jesus accepted to do that. Come on. Jesus said, okay. And he begged God the Father to not. If there's another way, let's do it. Let's do that way. Because I think that at that time, he knew it was going to be painful. And he was afraid. But he said, your will, not mine. You think he was afraid? I think that he knew it was going to be very painful. And I think that he had not fear, just of like, this is going to hurt. You know what I mean? Not only physically, but emotionally. He took on the sins of the world. That heaviness in the spirit of God, who he has been with from the beginning, just separated himself from him so he could at that time take on us and break that. Oh, that's all I can say. I think that he was heavy. I think he was very heavy. And I don't mean like... He was fearful because I th- he did right. it. He did it as a choice, but I feel like he felt like he begged God, "Is there another way?" But if there's not, I'm still gonna do it. But if there's another way, you know what See, I mean? See, I think in my heart, I think that as he was in the garden, at that point, he was alone. Dad had left, and that was the beginning. But it didn't, it, everything started off slow. The Garden of Gethsemane. You think you couldn't hear God anymore mm-hmm. at that point? Because the Bible says that angels came and attended him. Why not God? Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's my, my yeah. own opinion. Yeah, it doesn't say it in the Bible. But, <clears throat> but I think that that's where it began. And then he walks over to his his closest three, and they all dip like, you know what I mean? Die. And I'm like, so I think he's like Peter, even with him. I know that your spirit is willing. Mm. We want to serve God. That's our intention. But this, and this, always gets in the way always gets annoying and what happens he goes back to pray again same thing and they go back to sleep and from that moment boom and i don't think because he said to pilot don't you don't you know that if i don't know if it was pilot or or the high priest but he said I could call on my father right. and he'd send a legion and it's over. Right. So he talked about his dad in in a sense of, and I just, I feel like he just felt alone. I think he felt alone, but I also think that he had to experience all the feelings we felt here. Absolutely. Right? So I feel like, a little fear of this is gonna hurt. Absolutely. I don't want to do this because we all feel those things. But he had to have felt those things and still did it as a picture of just because you're afraid and you're don't know what it's gonna feel like, you still need to do it because I called you to do it, even if you're afraid, even if it's gonna hurt. And by that mean like saying how you feel to somebody what happened, how you made me feel. Mm. It might hurt to say those things or bring up a past hurt or something, but do it because God calls you to do it, to let it go, to forgive. That might hurt you, but I did it. I did something that was scary and it hurt me, but I still did it and I did that for you and that's an example. Mm. You know what I mean? Come on, come on. You know, however way you just... This, 
this beautiful story that we follow. You know, and do we have all the answers? No. Mm. You know, we're just, we're sitting here week after week talking about the Word of God, talking about Jesus on the pages right. of, of this book. And, you know, and we're letting people in on our conversation. Yeah. But we do this. I, I, I would pray that you, you see it my way too. We do it because we love people and we want people to know Jesus yes. like we do. Yeah. You know? Right. Just know him for yourself because... Hear what we're saying and then, and then go, and like you said earlier, to your quiet place and say, who are you? Yeah. For you. And, then, and I was just reading a... And we're going to wrap up in one second, but I was just reading a watching... I was watching something where it said, there's so many Christians that say, yeah, I'm saved. But, and the guy said, do you know if you died right now where you'd go? Well, I would hope that I'd go to heaven. Come on. Why do you, if you're a Christian, why are you saying you hope you go to heaven? That means you don't know Jesus. You don't know that relationship with him. Because you should know that you're going to heaven. That shouldn't be a question. And that's my point of this, is that I want people to know Jesus the way I know Jesus. The way, when I read this Bible, you know, for years I had this fear of God, but now I have this loving emotion towards God. Mm. You know what I mean? Where it took a while for that emotion to come about, but I've been faithful in reading for three years and praying mostly to Jesus, but now I see God as a somebody that I can go to. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's what it's about is do it for yourself. Listen to this podcast and get the information and then go in your own Bible. Come on. Go into Genesis. What did we just read? Go into Genesis and read it yourself and see what it says for yourself. See what God says to you about it. Come on. Because he's going to say something to you that he wouldn't say to me. Because we all have a different journey. You That's know? That's the truth. And it's a beautiful journey if you submit to it. Right. You know, it's not always easy. No. Nine times out of ten, it's just not easy. But it's worth it. Right. It's worth it. Right. Without a doubt. So, do we want to pray? Yeah. Okay. Just really quick, I I, I know we got to close, but I watched the trailer to Sound of Freedom. Mm about sex trafficking and I you know just the trailer made me cry yeah it's based on a true story and <clears throat> I really want to see the movie me too so I think I am going to spend some money and go to the, the movie theater to go see this thing I read today that because the movie is making such an impact and media is not telling you this. Of course. Because it's not Hollywood. But because it's making such an impact, the Latino countries are stepping up to the plate to help. Wow. And I pray that that's true. I pray that that's true. But I believe that God is going to start to uncover if he hasn't already. Like all these things, all these people, and all the wickedness in high places. My prayer in Jesus' name yeah. is that God starts to bring them down. Yeah. Because you can't be doing stuff like that to children and no. think that you're going to be okay. Right. No, it doesn't work like that. So, okay, let's pray. Precious Heavenly Father, we love you so much and we praise your holy name. There is no other that we have but ye. You are magnificent and holy. You are righteous and you are true. You are our justice and you are our strong tower. And Lord, we come to ye in submission of under your Lordship saying that you are our King. You are our savior. You are the one that we love. 
for every man, woman, child that is listening. I pray, Jesus, that you would turn the tide in their lives. And I pray, Jesus, that you would fight on their behalf. I pray that you would breathe the fire of God, the wind of God, into the hearts of your people. Father, I pray that you would rejuvenate. I pray that you would regenerate and you would give rebirth to the hearts and the lives of your people. Father, let them tuck away and cry out to a God that they don't yet know. And may they meet you on the battleground that they call life. And may you change them from the inside out. I pray that you would give them a new view on how to look at life. I pray that you would give them a born again experience with you. And I pray, Jesus, that you would show yourself real. Show yourself real to those that are broken, to those that need a touch, to those, Father, that even may have been walking through this valley of the shadow of death. They are saved and in their doing well, they have grown weary. Breathe, Father, the wind of the Holy Spirit back upon their hearts. Jesus, you are faithful. You are true, not us. Give us your heart to be able to see what you see, hear what you hear, and do what you do. Teach us to love people from a genuine place inside of our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Well, that was really good for our last episode. I just want to remind everybody that this is episode eight. We're going to take a few weeks off, and I misspoke when I said it earlier. We're our next episode, season five, will be live on October 24th. Probably 24th, okay. 24th. We'll be back on September, October 24th with season five. We're going to end the year with season five. Can you believe that we've been doing this for almost a year? That's crazy. So. Faithfully, I'm, too. Faithfully. Faithfully. Every week. So we're going to have uh, an amazing season five. It's going to be great. And then we're going to start off the new year with a bang. Oh, boy. You watch. Oh, boy. You're scaring me. You watch. <laughs> you watch. Until next time. Ooh, we are just kicking, kicking it with Jesus. Jesus. God bless you guys.